0: How much you coming down? Unto thee, all Lord. Do I
1: I lift
0: up my soul? As it was announced this morning, Brother Doug's not here, so I get uh, volunteered to do this. So, um, uh, before we start, if anybody didn't have the opportunity to uh, take the Lord's Supper this morning, it's prepared for you in Little Chapel, To the back to the doors and to the left. So, um, Like I said, Brother Doug's not here, and I don't know if I can do all the books of the Bible, so we're probably not going to do some of these songs tonight, but we'll make it work. And uh, we'll throw some of his in, we'll do some church camp songs, we'll figure it out, okay? Alright, so what do y'all want to do first? You know, Jesus loves me? Jesus loves me, this song. I know, for the Bible tells me so, yeah.
1: And, and the forest filled with green, and the mountains are so high. At the top
0: place the places, God, fingerprints are everywhere. Just to show how much he care. in the middle he uh-huh. had some fun. May a have hit the way. It 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 been way of time. If it makes the fire on us, if it makes the fire on us. If it makes the fire on us, it can break the fire on us. Enemy, um, in the
1: make the
0: then the forest, fill the trees, then the mountains, <coughs> and the top, the Well, you got of the way, else now. Here we go. In the beginning, I make the sea, then the forest, fill the and so the top, you make a, <coughs> a, a everywhere, just to show how much you get. In the middle, you have some fun. May I have the way that's not. a fire, Thank you very For these kids that come up front, we can sing these songs and and learn about you, Lord. We ask you to be with everybody as they go to their classes and they more they can learn more about you. In Jesus' name, pray, Amen. Ah. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, I know. for the Bible,
2: Okay, well, while we're going over our sick people. I would like a couple of young, robust young men to come and hand out these papers that I promised you. Who will do it? Here comes young and robust. Okay, one of them's JT. Now, uh, there's only there are three sheets. <laughs> okay, there are three sheets and. Just be careful to separate them out. It's just very, very technical. It takes a lot of dexterity. Wait, you out? He's out. Okay. <laughs> he tapped out. Yes, it can be complicated. I'll, I'll, let, can I have one of those things? I'll tell you about this here in a little bit. Whoops. They're already coming apart. There we go. All right. Oops. Oops now. You got it. Must have separated when they grabbed them. That's already, it's already a disaster. (laughs) Okay. It's really great to see you. I hope you, I hope you had a a wonderful day, but the heat's turned back up a little bit, has not it? I have enjoyed this week so much with the cooler temperatures. It just put me in mind of fall and I just was gearing up for that and I think it's going to be hot again for a little while, but we are going to survive that and just the way it goes. But it was, was nice, that little uh, respite there in the middle. We do have a lot of sick people. I'm going to give you some updates about some folks. And if you have some things you would like to say about these, we've been praying about some of them for they've been over a year. If you have updates about them, I would really appreciate that. Irene Baker has terminal cancer, Austin Wentz basically goes through treatments about once a week or every other week, but when he does, those are very taxing on his body. Wade Davis is still missing since June the 22nd of last year. Bobby Petty is Joe Garrett's friend, has lung cancer, Paul Rollison has cancer. Lex and Regina Crosson have health problems. Marty and Donna Woodruff both have cancer. Eli Johnson is a nephew of Martha and Jones, and he's been undergoing treatments for cancer for some time. John Roten has Parkinson's disease. Ann Langford's a friend of Lisa's. She has uh, chronic health issues. Emma Hutton has cancer. Paula Nichols has cancer. Sharon Strickland has cancer. Grayson Miller. Pat Moore, Teresa Burcham, they all have cancer. Uh, Remember Laura Galloway and her new baby and your prayers? Uh, Lauren had a shower today, so we're nearing that time for her. Linda Garrett was here this morning. She says she's doing great, and I'm glad for that, but she's going to be undergoing radiation treatments for cancer. Pardon? Oh, there's (laughs) it! Hey, there she is. Doing great, right? Doing great. But we're praying for her as she goes through her treatments. Barbara Foster has cancer. David and Lynette, uh, they have some issues they're working through. Uh, we'll pray Lynette gets a good job. Larry Muse, uh, Joe has a lot of friends that have cancer. And um, he has colon cancer. Thank you. Lennox Kinemer five years old, has leukemia. Micah McBrayer, four years old, taking treatments for cancer at St. Jude's. Sybil Tollison has Alzheimer's. Jerry Owens is making progress. Sherry Floyd, saw her at a gospel meeting the other night. She wasn't moving very well, but she was getting out some. Loxley Eaton is taking treatments for cancer. Joanne Roberts is experiencing neuropathy in her extremities. Randy Stutz had his surgery. Vicki said he's doing great. He's recovering at home. Thankful for that. Gabe George is in the hospital right now, um, but uh, getting he's getting coverage, I think, for uh, treatments and just his general care. And remember Abby, as she is, um, she's under a lot of strain trying to care for him and uh, her sister as well. Eddie Kraft has cancer. I think he's going to Duke for treatment. Trevor Brown's brother, Michael, is undergoing rehabilitation. Madonna Cook was here. She here tonight, too, but she has been here, and she's doing well following her back surgery. Jayla Ross, any update on Jayla? She was in a coma, still was unconscious last I heard. Susan Wood is Brenda Taylor's niece. Uh, You went to go see her and care for her. she doing? Oh, you didn't? Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. You made the trip though, didn't you? Well, good for you. Well, you have a good heart to do that. Chester Donovan has heart problems. Any change? Johnny Derrick has lung cancer. Wanda Devon, uh, she's doing uh, about the same, understand? Any of the Scots here tonight? Uh, but we want to remember her. That is Mickey's sister. Flora Wanner, uh, she's at Landmark. She's not adjusting well to that. So we're praying that she will. Uh, but that's a, that's a burden on Rick, um, how that's going right now. Uh, Jody's mom uh, had her treatment for a heart attack and has gone home. I don't, I don't know when Jody's expecting to be back. Um, These fires in Maui, they're still working on recovery, and it's just devastating the results of what's happened. But there are a lot of people affected, so I wanna pray about that. Ben Roberts had some back problems. Okay, so Brian Rowland, he had, uh, they were doing the surgery to unblock some arteries in his legs to create more circulation. The you know he's lost a lot on one of his foot, feet and the other foot that was good that's the one that's being affected right now he's got a problem with one of his toes so doctor is iffy about how it's going to go so we want to we want to pray that uh, he doesn't have any more problems with this other this good foot I just I just can't imagine what he's going through it must be must be really tough but. Remember Brian and his recovery. Hope it goes well. Uh, LaJuan fell. Uh, she didn't have to have surgery, but she is going to have to have rehab. So we want to remember her in our prayer. She fell on Thursday. Brenda Dawson's going to be having surgery on her hand on Tuesday. She told me not to mention that. I'm sorry. I apologize. So we want to pray for her quietly. Uh, Larry Morgan is going to be having surgery on Wednesday, at St. Francis in Memphis, probably gonna be an overnight stay. We pray for the success there. Uh, Braden was telling me that his brother Axel has COVID and I think he's gone through the worst of that, Uh, but we still wanna pray for him. And there are a lot of people around right now that are dealing with COVID. I thought we had beaten that, but it's still a thing, so be careful. There is going to be a gospel meeting, I guess it's going on right now, at Hills Chapel. And we're going to have a bus ride here available for you at 6.30 tomorrow night. Let me tell you about these bus rides. Jim's driving. So that means wheels are turning at 6.30. Right, Elaine? On the button. So unless you want to trail behind the bus in your car, crying and so forth then please be here a little ahead of that. And then we'll have a prayer together and we'll go to the meeting. And then uh, JT and Linda were telling me uh, Malcolm McGee passed away this week. Uh, Malcolm was at one point, I guess, a little kid that got on the bus and came here and experienced you. And he's relatively young, but I think died in an automobile accident. So we want to remember his family. Anybody else? Yes, Marilyn. Someone in the middle, raise their hand. Yes. (laughs) I I didn't hear it. Could you... Is that right, Donnie? Yes. Okay. Um, Rick? All right, all right, let's have our prayer for these folks and then we'll begin our class and thank you so much for being here. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for a really nice day today. Thank you for the first day of the week in particular. We can be back together and enjoy one another's company and just encourage each other and we, we thank you for uh, Patsy's um, response this morning and her desire to be free of just the feelings of uh, unforgiveness. I pray, Lord, that um, our coming to you and her understanding of that has changed. And pray that she is experiencing the peace that she was hoping for. We thank you for this time. We can just take a few minutes to think about folks that are suffering around us and we're praying Lord for their relief and we, we ask Lord that for those who are facing terminal situations that you just provide comfort and as much as we can whether we're family members or we're just aware of these folks and want to reach out and pray you'll motivate us to Do just that and share your love in these critical moments in people's lives. Bless Irene Baker and time with her family. We pray that she'll have good, meaningful days. Bless Austin Wentz with strength to endure his treatments. Be with the Davis family, and especially Sue and Wade's missing. We pray for Bobby Petty, who has cancer, for Paul Rollison, who has cancer, Bless Lex and Regina as they have severe uh, health problems. We pray that uh, they'll get better. Bless Marty and Donna Woodruff who both have cancer. Pray for Eli Johnson as he undergoes treatments. We pray that those are being effective. Be with John Roten as he's going through the process of trying to stabilize his condition and pray that his treatments are going well as he's dealing with Parkinson's. We're really thankful you got a diagnosis, to, something to treat. Pray for Ann Langford and her several problems. Bless Emma Hutton, who has cancer, Paul Nichols, who has cancer. And we pray, Lord, especially with Paula, that as she has surgery, that it will be, be effective. And just pray for a good outcome and prognosis in her case Pray for Sharon Strickland, who has cancer, Grayson Miller, who has cancer. Be with Pat Moore as she battles cancer, and Teresa Burcham, and we're thankful she's been responding to her treatment. Be with Laura Galloway. We pray that her and her baby are, are doing well. We look forward to them being back here. Be with Lauren Brumley as she goes through the process of her pregnancy. We're thankful that Linda Garrett's feeling good and has been here Uh, all day for our services. We pray you'll strengthen her as she goes through uh, continued treatments. Bless Barbara Foster who has cancer. Be with Dave and Lynette and especially help Lynette find a suitable good job. Pray for Larry Muse who has cancer, has not been doing well of late. Bless Lennox Kinnamar and his family as he has cancer. Be with Micah McBrayer, who has cancer, and for their trips to St. Jude. Pray for Sybil Tolleson, her family, as she has Alzheimer's. Bless Jeremy Owens, that he'll have good days. Bless Sherry Floyd, as she recovers from her injuries. We pray that she'll have good use of her legs again. Be with Loxley Eaton, who has cancer. Bless Joanne Roberts, that she can get a treatment that will help the, the feeling in her hands and feet. We pray for Randy Stutz, who's recovering from his surgery. We're thankful that everything went well. We pray I'll have a full recovery. Bless Gabe George and his treatments. Bless Abby as she lends support to him and tries to help manage his care. We pray for Eddie Kraft as he undergoes treatments for cancer. Be with Treva Brown's brother, Michael, as he is in rehab. We're thankful that Madonna's doing better. We pray your blessings on her. as She recovers from her surgery, and we pray she'll have good use for her back again. We pray for Jayla Ross and her family as she's been in a coma now for several weeks from her injuries. We pray that whatever can be done is being done and that they'll see some good results from it. Pray for Susan Wood as she's undergoing treatment. It sounds, sounds uh, like she's going through some tough treatments, and we just pray that you'll strengthen her and pray for a body that it is accepting of uh, these chemicals that they're putting in her. Pray for Chester Donovan, who has heart problems. Bless Johnny Derrick, who has lung cancer. We pray for Wanda Devon, who's been dealing with blood clots and has a complication of Alzheimer's. Be with Flora as she's not adjusting well to her new living circumstance. We pray, Lord, that somebody or something can happen that will help her to make a better adjustment. We pray for families. They want so much for her to be happy. We pray for Jody. Uh, as she will make plans to return home, and we certainly pray for a mother that she'll have a full recovery. Bless these families that are impacted by the fires in Hawaii, and um, just the, the loss and scope of life and property is uh, shocking. We, we pray for those who remain. Be with Ben Roberts that is back. Trouble will resolve itself. Bless Brian as he's undergoing treatment right now from surgery. We pray his circulation will improve. And we certainly pray that his, his feet will respond to treatment. Bless Lawan as she fell. We pray, Lord, that she can go through her treatment and respond to it and be back on her feet soon and be back here. Bless Brenda Dawson as she has surgery and we pray it's successful Bless Larry Morgan as he has surgery and we pray that uh, it also will be a success and he'll be back to his normal walk very soon. We pray for Braylon's brother, Axel, who has gone through COVID and we pray for so many others that are affected by it. Uh, We just, we pray that um, these folks will have good results and be with Marilyn's sister, Pat, as she's going through it too. We pray for the Malcolm McGee family and uh, the impact that his death will have on them, but just uh, many who knew him uh, think back on the contact that they made, and we just pray the best for everybody involved. Pray for Donnie and his, his family as he passed away a few days ago, we pray for their comfort, and we pray for Sammy Barnett, who's undergoing tests, and it's always upsetting these results that we get and uncertainty about it. We really, really pray that um, the spot is not cancerous, but whatever the case, we just pray the very best in Sammy's situation and certainly for the family that's affected by it. We pray, Lord, that you will bless us tonight as we are studying together your, your expression of wisdom to us and help us to, to grasp these powerful tools that you've put at our disposal uh, to use them in a way that actually we can become wise and discerning. Thank you, Thank you for all the ways you provide for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, a little bit about these materials that I have handed to you. So, (laughs) kind of an experiment in handing out papers. I made 100 copies. And there's only three sheets front and back to these. So I'm hoping that they didn't get all mixed up. But what you should have is the front page says the book of Job, And it has, number one, a reader's guide to the book of Job, and then number two, a synopsis of the book of Job, and that makes up the remainder of what you have. So you should have three different sheets, the top sheet being the beginning. Doesn't that kind of work out good? And it should have the book of Job at the top. Now, what what this is designed to do is to help you in your reading of the book of Job. That's what this whole series of lessons is going to be about, how it is that I can use good sense in navigating wisdom literature. I want you to be wise when you come out of this, but that's gonna require, I can't just open your head and pour it in there. So you're going to have to be participating in this. And many of you have already told me you've started reading. That, that is great. These materials are to help you with your reading. And I've put three, three little holes there that come pre-punched. So what I am suggesting that you do is get you a little book. Uh, it doesn't have to be very thick. You can even get paper ones maybe at CVS or, or Walmart or someplace that have three little, three little flippy things. And you'll put this in that book. And then as we go through these books, all five of them, I'm going to be giving you materials related to the books that will go along these lines. I'll give you a reader's guide. You'll notice it's very short. And then I will also give you a synopsis of the book, which will be quite a bit longer because it's more detailed. With those resources, plus your reading, you are gonna have a valuable set of tools to begin to get wise. Okay, so what exactly, what is it you're trying to do here? You know how to speed read? typically to speed read, what you do first is you read the table of contents. You get an idea of what the book is about. And then the second pass on the book, you kind of hit the top of paragraphs because a good writer will give you everything you need to know like within the first sentence of the paragraph. So you hit some of those and now you have a better understanding of what the book is about. And then your final, approach to this book, you read the book. Now, after you've gotten an idea of where the book is headed, how it starts and how it goes, how it completes, and then you have a sense of the information that's coming out of the book, when you finally read that book, guess what? You're like, I don't need to read this book. I've already... No. No. You you will... You will come away from that book with a great understanding of what you just read. I know a lot of people that read through books, they set it down, I say, what was it about? Oh, uh, well, uh," and then they go to the fly jacket, the jacket on the book to tell me what the book's about. That's, that was a big waste of time. What I want to do when I read a book is I want to understand what's going on here, or, or at least have a, a relatively good understanding and carry something away. Generally speaking, books you read, eh, it's okay. I didn't get it. I, I know basically what's it. Or I can go get some cliff notes from some publisher and get it. That's fine. But this is the word of God. And what God did, we already noticed this, since Solomon wrote so much stuff, what God did was narrow it down to a small percentage of the things that he considered to be worthwhile for all of us within the category of wisdom, he narrowed that down and put that in these relatively, I mean, you talk the scope of the subject matter, relatively small form in order to give us those things that are going to be exactly necessary for our development in the wisdom of God. And I pointed out to you last time, two weeks ago, so I hope you still grasp this, you know, it's fun to open up one of those fortune cookies and get your fortune. Wow, ha funny. It might apply, it might not apply. Everything that you read here that pertains to true wisdom is going to apply. You say, well, Ken, I don't even have children. So when it talks about how you raise children and so forth, that doesn't apply to me. Wait, what? Yeah, it does. It may not be specifically applicable to you in the raising of your children, But you know people who have children. A lot of times when we think of wisdom, we say, oh, you know, now I remember my grandpa used to say, or my grandmother used to say, in fact, they made books, the wisdom of grandparents. Or you'll hear me say occasionally, my dad once told me that, and then there it goes. Those things may be wise. They... They may not be very wise. They may apply to certain circumstances, but not to others. They may, in fact, actually be biblically based, and you didn't realize it. I may or may not have from my family resources the wisdom of the ages. I may or may not have it. But when I come to the Word of God, I am guaranteed to have it. So here's what we're going to do when we're studying through this. Like, do you ever in your life think about the big things of life? Like maybe it is that you experienced some traumatic thing. Maybe it was sickness or you had an accident, you have an injury, and you start thinking deeply like about your existence, you know, the meaning of things. A lot of times in life, it takes something to happen to us to cause us to look back on something and try to make sense of it. That's not what the book of Proverbs does. This is gathering up the wisdom of God for application to the life as it's going on. It is not necessarily a reflective sort of thing, except as it goes about answering the questions maybe that we have to face retrospectively. I messed up, now I'm facing consequences. Now what? You know, what, what, what do I do from here? Wouldn't it be better to start as, as the Proverbs often do, to say, you know what, you really, should start thinking this way in your youth. In fact, the book of Ecclesiastes is like that too, right? Now, in the Proverbs, you're going to have Solomon constantly talking about, now, son, you need to think about this and think about that. When you get the book of Ecclesiastes, you've got a man who's experienced for us. <laughs> At least that's kind of how he he puts it together. I'm going to do this for you so you don't have to. Okay, thank you so much Solomon. But here it is, you know, you, if, if you would have started in your youth, if you had begun when you were young, then a lot of the things that you are now reflecting back on and wondering where it all went wrong, never would have. So as we get, as we get older, we have children or we have grandchildren, wouldn't it be a good idea, even if it doesn't specifically apply to me and my circumstance now, wouldn't it be helpful if we did have the wisdom that when they asked us about things that are coming, well, we could just go ahead and lay it on them? Nod your head this way. I think that that is a great use of, of these things. So you have life and you have practical circumstances that develop in your life and You need to have the answers. And I think that the book, these books together, compiled together, actually give the answers. Um, Go ahead and turn to Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 18. I thought this was kind of interesting because most often when I think about inspiration or I think about how it is that I can know, for instance, the mind of God, I, I usually think about. Two different groups of people, right? I think about the priests because the priests had in their possession the inspiration of God, the words of God. They were in many cases interpreters for the people related to that word. And then they stood with the people in order to, you know, offer sacrifices and things like that. they were kind of the religious Body. They led it. And you, wanted to, you want to look at spirituality, look at them. In fact, you might remember this that, like with the high priest, the high priest had on this turban that he wore on his head. And it had an inscription across the front of it that said, Holiness to the Lord. Holy to the Lord. He, he was supposed to be, although many of them clearly were not, but he was supposed to be the picture or the embodiment of holiness among the people, okay? Clearly, when that didn't work, as it didn't work many times, that was a problem, it caused people not to want to be religious, be spiritually minded. That aside, the idea was, here's this guy, when you look at him, you'll be reminded immediately, holiness to the Lord. Hey, I get it. Be, be upright, be righteous. That guy, representative connection with God. The prophets were like that too, In fact, you think about somebody like Naaman, you know, not even not even connected with the children of God uh, over there in Syria. So what we've got is a servant girl says, hey, you know what you you want to be healed of your leprosy. Let me tell you about this guy over here, a prophet of God, a prophet. That is a guy who did a couple of different things. They were. We we often think of them as foretellers, like they will tell you what's gonna happen. But they are also almost always, this was the emphasis, the fourth tellers. In other words, you want to know what God thinks about this or what God has to say? God would give them, quote unquote, a burden. And then they would just simply express the words. My job, the prophet would say, is just to speak for the Lord. So here's what the Lord says. Over and over and over, the Lord says, Lord says, Lord says. What is interesting about this text from uh, Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 18? If you'll go ahead and read that. Okay, now watch what happens right here. And what I'm getting at is the place of the wise. Okay? Place of the wise. So Jeremiah, he is giving the word of the Lord. He is a prophet, he is a true prophet of God. He is speaking about the destruction that's going to come. And what do the people say? Especially the leaders. They were like, shut your mouth. You're not right. No. You know, we're powerful. We're good. We're rich. Uh, What in the world? So, you know, they abuse him. But here's what they say. Okay, what is this Jeremiah compared to what we have? We've got the priests, we've got the prophets, but we've also got what? W-I-S-E, the wise. Often we think about the priest and the prophet as being the one who's representative of God. But they're saying, also, let's put in that heap, the wise man. Because the person who is considered wise, okay, watch this now. The first, the priest, you normally connect with who? God, yes, yes. The prophets you normally connect with, God. The idea is you would also, the wise, question where do they get their wisdom? They get it from God. And that brings us, if you'll get this text, Job chapter 12 in verse 13. What about God? Now, you know, you're going to have Elihu, Bill, Dad, Zophram, all of them are going to come in and they're going to let Job have it. Like, you know, you're, you're facing these problems in your life because of your own sin. Everybody knows it. Best thing you can do is just own up to that and, and face your consequences. You're already experiencing some of that. It seems like, you know, if you just own up to it, you're being punished because of that. If you own up to it, maybe God will give you a break and everything's going to be cool. But till you come to grips with that, old boy, you're going to be facing it. What Job says is what? Go ahead. With him is wisdom and strength. He had counsel and oh, Tell me something about God and wisdom literature. Job, Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, these were written for what purpose? Make you wise make you how wise. Where does wisdom come from? From comes from God. When you speak the words of God, what, what are you channeling right here? You're channeling God. Yes, you say, boy, my. Maybe you do this. I do. I, I'm, now that I'm so many years removed from my grandfather... It's almost like, you know, I just, I'm sure he had his faults and all that. I didn't know any of them. All I know is I could go see my grandpa. He's sitting under the pin oak tree there reading his Bible. I could ask him questions. And it just seemed like everything that flowed out of his mouth just sounded right. And most likely reason that everything he said sounded right is because it didn't originate with him. It was originating from the word of God. That's what I mean when you and I, we are not, we're not containers of the word of God in the sense that, yeah, I just want to fill myself up with it because I want to be a Bible scholar or I want to know the word of God. When somebody asks me a question, I want to be able to give them book, chapter and verse. Hey, that's wonderful. But that is not why we fill ourselves up with the word. We fill ourselves up with it so we can do what? Send it on. And here's the beautiful thing about it. Different from a container is if you fill a container up and then it flows out to somebody else, what happens to the container? It empties. The beautiful thing about this is like that, that oil that never, that never quit, that never ceased. When you fill yourself up with the living word and you let that flow to somebody else, you will remain wise. But then what is going to happen to them? They also are going to be touched by the wisdom that has that has flowed through you. Now, one of the, and you probably never even thought about this, and, and get ready, get a good deep breath. <clears throat> get ready, Rick, because we're going to look at Job 28. Well, I think I've got that here already. Job 28. Did you know that Job actually gave a discourse on the idea of wisdom. And what and watch this now, and, and you will see it as we go through. Just pick up on it. He is going to tell you that you, you can't just go out here, like, like some people do, like comics, uh, Gary Larson. You read The Far Side, and you're like, well, how did anybody come up with that? That is, that is the most witty thing I've ever read. Well, what Gary Larson and other guys do is that's actually their job and they might be super witty, but more likely as they sit around and they just try to think of things that are clever. And you think long enough, you might come up with something that's clever and put you a little cartoon to it. You can become famous. Great. But Job says, wait a minute, when it comes to God's wisdom, It's not like you go out with your tractor and start digging in the ground looking for a diamond. If you go out in your yard and start digging, thinking you're going to find diamonds, guess what? Most likely you are not. You are not. Or you go looking for gold, go digging, you're not going to find it. It is going to be far and wide in order to discover that treasure. He said... Wisdom isn't like we don't go out there excavating, hoping that we'll find some wisdom because that isn't where it isn't out there. Some nebulous thing, not sitting under a tree, waiting for it to hit you on the head. God doesn't deliver wisdom that way. So you're not going to find it. You're not going to have enough money to go out there and buy it from somebody. What you have to do is get into the word of God in order to find it. That's why I'm going to Keep beating this drum about we must be reading this text because the only only way you're going to get it, right? I'm going to give you some helps to do it, but the only way you're going to get it is by reading it yourself. So would you read that for us? I just think this is a beautiful thing. Okay, I said, go out there and get me a bucket of wisdom. Where are you going to go get it? Going to go out and dig it from your yard? You say, well, Ken, it doesn't It doesn't work that way. It's a mental thing. So, you know, I'm going to get, man, I'm going to go to college, whatever. I'm going to get smart like Einstein. And I'm going to sit and I'm going to calculate wisdom. Can you get it that way? Can you write up a calculation and develop wisdom? God said, I searched everywhere and I what? I found it. Well, okay. God didn't have to search very far because wisdom resides where? In God. God is wisdom. God is wise. So what God has done, he has shared with us right here, right here, the things that are necessary for the application of practically anything to our life, the wisdom of all the ages, the things that God says are going to equip you for the life that you're going to live. Just like we were talking here today, I say, okay, you know what, I wanna be, I wanna be faithful, so I wanna develop faith and I wanna know the will of God and then I wanna act on it. But what happens when I'm acting and acting and it seems like everything is against me? I from my own resources, I become discouraged and I fall away but god's resources, the wisdom of the ages, encourages us to pick up you know it encourages us to to fight on, to know better, and that the devices that surround us can be overcome by simply following the things that God shares with us in in these in these descriptors of what is truly wise in seeking, seeking the word or the will of God. One of the greatest things that we deal with for which we have very little answers is the problem of evil in the world. I mean, let's, let's be honest. We, you know, we may have lived any old way we wanted to. We finally learned the gospel and we obeyed it. And now we're like, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to serve God now. And somehow in our mind, we get the idea that if I will do that, then everything's going to be peachy. You know, it's going to fix everything. But it turns out that even in righteousness, there is tribulation. In fact, Jesus said you can expect it. And just as much as he suffered for what he had to say, so he says, you as, as my students, you know, as, as my disciples, you also, why would you expect any less? And so we have a quandary, right? I, I might begin to think just like Job and his friends were thinking at a time, wait a minute, maybe... You know, maybe there's something wrong here. Maybe, maybe even though I've tried to live my life according to the dictates of what was right, that somehow or other I've, I've messed up and now I'm being punished for it. Is that how it goes? So many times we want to get the idea within ourselves that if I could, if I could just get myself straight, then it's gonna, it's gonna work out from here. But sometimes, despite everything that we try and every good intention, bad things still happen. And I mean, isn't that the question that we often ask as Christians? Why are are bad things happening to these good people that I know? Well, the book of Job addresses that. Now, there isn't necessarily a verse or two in this book that say, here's the answer. That's the beauty of reading the book, okay? So if you haven't read the book yet, here's what you have. You have everything you need to get that done this week. You have a little reader's guide that gives you an idea of what happens in the book. You've got a synopsis that goes through the entire book. And then when you've digested those things and have an idea of what's happening, read that book. And when we get together next time, We're going to talk about how it is that we face a life that has so many question marks in it. How is it that I'm striving to do right and still it's not working? The answer is right here in this book, if we will just seek it out. So what are we going to do? We are going to be, starts with a W, ends with an E and has an is in it. We're going to be wise. We're going to allow God to make us wise. Let's have a prayer and then we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you for the blessing of this day, the assembly that we've enjoyed and the times of fellowship. I pray, Lord, that the result of our reading your word for ourselves and being encouraged and, and led along as I'm trying to do in this study, that the result of that truly will be that we develop wisdom or certainly we're on the path of wisdom or we see the means by which to become wise. And Lord, I pray more than anything, that's that's going to be the result. But I know that we will most likely get out of it while we put into it. So I just, I pray, Lord, that you'll encourage us to be serious about our delving into your word and for the great goodness that will come as a result of it, I know. Uh, Lord, please keep us safe as we travel bless those that we've recounted who are sick and if you'll give us a new day pray we'll be dedicated to these higher things. In Jesus name Amen.